So OTAs have wrapped up. Let's talk about all the storylines going into training camp. JetCast Shop is the only place to get official JetCast merchandise. You can buy t-shirts, hats, water bottles, and much, much more. All of our items are high quality. Order online and have your product shipped right to your door. Check out the latest gear today at shop.jetcastpod.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to JetCast episode 23. I'm Pat That's Ray, and like I said in the intro, uh, we're going to go over everything that happens um, at OTAs. Uh, we're going to talk about all the different storylines uh, going into training camp. The Jets canceled their minicamp uh, because we are playing in the Hall of Fame game. So uh, we our training camp is going to start a little earlier than other teams. Um, so most of the players are, are you know, back home, uh, wherever that may be. We know Aaron is back on the West Coast. Um, Ray, uh, what's the first thing you want to talk about? You want to talk about the Quinn and Williams situation? I think that's kind of the biggest thing that's hanging over everybody's heads right now. Yeah, we could touch on that really quickly. I want to talk about Mike Tannenbaum's reaction to us canceling minicamp. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> Give us an off-season grade of an A, and then all of a sudden, because we canceled three minicamps, it's an F. I mean, what three days. Maybe three, three days of practice, and we're an F. Maybe there's a reason why he didn't win anything as a GM. But, you know, the stuff with Quinn Williams, it looks like he's going to get paid. They're working on it. I'm not scared about it. I know a lot of Jeff fans are out there saying, oh, we should trade Quinn like, like, what are we talking about? We're trying to win a Super Bowl this year. He is clearly our best player on defense, a player that other teams need to game plan around. So I think it's going to get done. I think it's going to get done fairly soon. And I fully expect him to be there when training camp opens. I keep seeing that the, the main sticking point is is years, that they've actually kind of already agreed on what the, what the you know per year uh, salary is going to end up being. Um, but that they're really just going back and forth. Uh, obviously, Quinnen, from what I'm seeing, Quinnen wants a longer deal. Of course, the Jets are trying to do a shorter deal. So um, if that's really what they're stuck on, then, you know, they, they'll come to uh, the right decision, you know, for, for both parties. And, and it shouldn't right. it shouldn't drag on um, in, in, into training camp. So Quinnen wants to be here, so right. right, right, right. Um, I think the rookies did a had a pretty good uh, uh, o, had a pretty uh, good OTA. Um, mm-hmm. McDonald looks like he's in fantastic shape. I know he's trying to put on some weight. Um, Clemens, right? Michael Clemens also put on some weight, as far as I saw. Yep. Um, up to two ninety, I believe. That's fantastic. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I can't say enough good things about the offense. Um, it looks like Aaron is really uh, taking the job by the reins here and is taking an active role in teaching the offense. Um, well, you know. I'd be curious to get your perspective on the whole Zach Wilson situation. What do you think about his comments about LaFleur? Oh, he threw LaFleur under the bus. I don't know. He didn't mean to, right? He didn't, <laughs> he didn't quite think it through. Right. But, I mean, he said what? It was refreshing, right? And they really know what they're talking about. They really know what they're doing. And, I mean, we all know that. They should be because they're a veteran staff compared to 
um, compared to the the, the base of the or the rookie staff that was that was initially there. Right. Um, so I think I think it was a it's it's obvious. Yes, it's it must be refreshing, and 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 they must know what they're talking about. At least I hope they know what they're talking about, right? But um, yeah, it 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 throws it throws that whole coaching staff kind of kind of under the bus, and that's I'm fine with that. You know, Lafleur's with Lafleur's in um, in L.A. now, mm-hmm. right? He is the offensive coordinator, but he's not really the offensive coordinator. Sean McVay is calling those plays. We know that. Right. Same situation that's happening in um, uh, Kansas City, right? Um. So, yeah. What did you think of it? I mean, obviously, he didn't think it fully through when he's talking. You know, he doesn't think right. really a lot when he during well, his press conferences. He he said he was going to make a veteran quarterback's job hell, and Aaron Rodgers comes strolling in. So, <laughs> right, I thought it was a for me. I know my, a lot of Jeff fans might not agree with me. I thought it was an incredibly immature response. I think that's where you could have taken the high road, but instead he didn't. I mean, us as Jeff fans. We so all you think he actively like? wanted to say that or you should say zach wilson's a smart guy he went to byu not just everybody gets in there and mm-hmm. i think that everything that he says is somewhat calculated and i think you know he went through the media training like all the other rookies he's been dealing with the media since he's been here it's now going on year three and i think that's the chance where he could have easily have taken the high road and instead, he reverts to an immature response by throwing the other coaching staff under the bus. And I find it very, very strange considering if Zach Wilson were to look at his career right now, he is on the bubble. If he wasn't guaranteed, you know, to, to cost the Jets $12 million in dead cap, there's no guarantee he'd be on this team. So after this year, he's got to be really careful. So I think showing his maturity and development almost like Geno Smith did towards the end as he went into Seattle and we've all been used to Sam Darnold the way that he answers questions very mature way he's getting these second chances if you're another team which odds are Zach's going to be successful it's not going to be here with us if you're another team and you see well this guy's throwing his quarterback coach his offensive staff he's throwing them all under our bus would you want him coming to your squad knowing that he could light a fire any minute. I just, I thought it was incredibly immature, and I expected more out of a third-year quarterback in New York. All right, so maybe I'm wrong. All right, so guys, you got to let us know in the comments what you think. Ray clearly thinks that it was it was an immature response that he meant to do it. I think he was just talking out of his ass because he just didn't under, didn't didn't realize what he was saying. So you guys got to let us know what you think of the comments. Um, uh, next, let's talk about. Uh, about Clark, Clark. Oh, right, the ACL. <clears throat> Fantastic. Did, so he got a second opinion, right? Is it is it confirmed now that it's that he's done? I didn't see. I didn't see that, but I'll tell you this: I very rarely ever see anybody who get a second opinion, and they say, you know what? One guy's saying it's attached, and the other one says, no, it's severed. <laughs> well, then really maybe it's not. It. Maybe maybe it's not fully. Torn. I mean, the MRI MRI should should clearly show if it's torn or if it's not torn. Yes, right. Absolutely. So, oh, I don't know. It's it seemed pretty quick that they announced Adrian Amos, and then he was immediately in the facility signing a contract. Right. So clearly, they. Do you think they were talking to Adrian before? 
the Clark I, I situation happens? I totally exp- I think they were. And I yeah. think that this defensive staff knows that Clark was not a free safety at mm. heart. He's not a great cover guy. He's a pretty solid tackle guy. And Adrian Amos, I'm not going to say he's a game changer, but one thing he does is he plays games. He played 82 out of his last 82 games throughout right. his career. He's, he's one of those guys that are on the field. He's always there. He's that veteran presence. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like he would have been in that rotation. Uh, we all know Paul Riley thinks they think high of Adams. We'll see where, where he ends up. But I think it was a solid move. I read somewhere that I'm trying to remember the team, but another team had a high offer in for him. And when the Jets got the news about Clark, they upped their offer to go out and get him. Because spending, I know it's a, I believe it's like a $2.65 million cap hit, but giving him $4 million with incentives, that's a fairly decent amount for this late in the game, considering that free agency has been open for months. You have the draft that's already gone by. So to spend that kind of capital on a free safety means that you know the Jets definitely probably had to up their offer. So, and it means they believe in him. So it's good to have a veteran back there. I think he's better than Joyner, uh, and he's going to be on the field. That's my number one thing. Right. Your best. Your best ability is availability. Right. So, okay. I mean, Clark was more of a Clark. Clark was more of a box box safety. Right. He was more of a. He's going to get up there. He's going to help help uh, with with the run game. Um, so it does make sense that they would have been talking to. Amos before before uh, everything happened with Clark. Now, um, I am happy that we have a veteran uh, free safety back there that, that knows how to play center field, basically, um, which is really, really what they need. Um, talking a little bit about the defense, um, you know, they still haven't signed Quan, and I, I don't think they're going to. I don't think right? so I don't think they're going to. They, they, Unless there's an injury. Unless it's an injury, right? Um, they seem to be really in on Jamie and Sherwood. It seems like, right? They loved, I, I keep they seeing them a that. couple years ago. Yeah, they loved him a couple years ago. He's he's almost like a, a transition from safety. He's a quick guy, and I think that he's one of those developmental pieces that they saw a couple years ago and said, you know what, he's not going to start right away, but maybe we'll develop him into that starter, right? You right. know, and I think Kawan's looking for. If he's going to sign somewhere, he's going to want to start number one because he's going to try to capitalize on it, you know, the market after this season. But I think that the, you know, they're going to spend their money very wisely. I mean, good thing we had that money available for Amos, and they still haven't. Re- we keep forgetting because everybody thinks, oh, Rogers has such a small cap hit this year. Right now, it's one million dollars. Not, not, not for long. Change. Not for long. Exactly. So saving that money by not bringing in Kawan because supposedly Kawan's looking to get paid, almost like Amos. So and that's no chunk change, especially as think about it. We already had to dip into the cachet, and training camp hasn't even started yet. There's going to be other injuries. There's other guys going to be available and cut from other teams. So Douglas is really using his money sparingly. I think there's a shot Kawan ends up here. I think that he liked playing here. He's liking things all over Twitter, but he's going to go wherever whoever pays him the most. And I actually right now I don't think he really has a market. I think his market's going to really spike once training camp starts and other right. teams start getting injuries. And I'm not wishing injuries on anybody, but that's just football. Right. I mean, it, so we're going to end up with Mosley, Quincy, and probably Sherwood. J- James Sherwood. Now, now, Sherwood, I mean, being a he's a little bit of a smaller guy, right? Um, you know, if, if he is 
better in coverage than Quan, then I'm all for it because Without that seemed to be, that seemed to be a little bit of an Achilles heel. Um, you know, uh, covering those tight ends com- coming out of the back. So, um, you just nailed it because we're building this defense almost like years ago with the Colts. You're going to have pass rusher after pass rusher, the Dwight Freeney, Evan Mathis, you know, nothing. We have those caliber of players, but the fact that we went out, we're getting smaller, lighter, faster, both with McDonald and Sherwood on the defense is going to show mm-hmm. us that we're hoping to play from ahead in a lot of games and then get after the quarterback. Right. And, and, you know, they said that in a, in a few press conferences that you expect to be playing with a lead. And when, when you're on the defensive side of the ball and you have a lead, it changes a lot of things. Right, you can really pin your ears back, and you can put some exotic blitz packages together to try and get to the opposing quarterback. Now, mm-hmm. I expect us to be able to get pressure with just right. our front, with just our front four. You know, we were kind of able to do that last year. I mean, Quinnen had what twelve sacks from an yep. interior from an interior position, which is just insane. Um, you're going to have guys on the edge like Huff, which should I think needs to get more snaps. Um, he needs to be on the field more. Um, him and Johnson to take a step forward this year. I mean, I would hope so. Nobody talks about JJ, right? He didn't, he he didn't have uh, the the year that I think everybody expects him to have be such an impact player, but he didn't play that much. So yeah, I I, didn't have the other two rookies. There'd be a bigger spotlight on him, but because we had Garrett Wilson and sauce Gardner, he kind of scapegoated by, which is okay, but it's time to show up. It's year two. And he actually looks bigger. If you look at him and train. Yeah. And uh, workouts, he he definitely put on some weight. An edge rotation with McDonald, JJ, Clemens, and Huff is is it, that's a pretty good uh, uh, rotation there. So, you know, I, like I said in the, before, like we should be able to get to the quarterback with four guys. Um, yep. Going on to the offensive side of the ball, um, I. We all kind of collectively held our breath a little bit when CJ Uzama tweaked something, right? Mm-hmm. But then later that night, you see him out with the guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what they were doing, but there, there was something on on Instagram where like half you know half the offensive offense was out doing something, and CJ's right in the middle there. And then you see him at the Tony Awards. Like, like if he was really really hurt, I don't think he would put himself in a right like, publicly. In a, I think he tweeted. Like he might have tweeted that everything's all good or something like that. I oh, thank I God. I mean, at least he just tweaked something. But I expect uh, Ruckert. Um, to to have an impact um, on this offense, um, I think Conklin is probably going to be on on the d- d- decline, and our two uh, tight ends are going to end up being CJ and Ruckert. What do you think? Yeah, well, you know that, that that's something. When I look at the tight end position, I think they're, they're going to play big this year. I can almost see Ruckert taking more of like almost like a fullback role, a halfback role. Maybe they use him out of the backfield. He is an NFL-ready blocker without mm. a doubt. Oh, yeah. He yeah. is. And we can expect injuries. One thing Uzama had trouble in Cincinnati was staying on the field. You know what I mean? So having that depth there is priority. And another thing we haven't gotten to, how about – there seems to be a lot of speculation around it, but it doesn't seem like it's so much speculation anymore. And Brees Hall coming back for week one. Right. Seems like he's, right, we're he's really progressing. It. And, uh, you know, that's something I'm really excited about. If he, and I know everybody keeps saying, oh, well, look what Saquon. Saquon and Brees are two different breeds. You can't compare two guys that have injuries. 
We've seen guys in the past like Julian Edelman come back from injury, and it's like it, it never happened, and he was 100% right away. I'm not saying that with Brees, but having that threat back there out of the backfield could absolutely change this team up uh, you know, at home in, against Buffalo week one. Right, well, we had the uh, the writer for Pitt uh, on talking about a Banacanda. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would not be surprised if if he ends up starting. Um, you know, we still have Michael Carter, who is more of an outside the tackles kind of runner. He's not so much of an you know you know inside Third the tackles. Guy. Right, right. Um, you know, it goes into the Dalvin Cook. You know, conversation. Do do they kick the tires on Dalvin Cook? Which I think they are. Um, I think Robert uh, Coach Sala um, uh, hinted at that. You know, when they're you definitely going to make the call, right? When they asked, uh, when they asked about Hopkins, you know, they kind of blew it off, and then they asked about Cook. You know, a few weeks later, and it's like, well, well, you know, we're going to turn over every stone or whatever you said. So. Um, I think it's 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 worth the phone call to see what what Cook would be looking at. He is a player a bit on the decline. He did just have surgery um, on his shoulder, I believe. Uh, but it, I I wouldn't. I just I just don't want to rush Hall back um, and then like miss out on him and getting re injured like later in the season. You know, yeah, knock totally on wood. I I don't want to put that out in the ether, but. You know, he looks fantastic. His cuts look great. And the, and the coaches say they actually have to slow him down. You know, it looks like he's got that trust already in his knee, which, you know, here is the biggest thing, especially with ACLs. It's like having that trust. Right. And one name we haven't spoken about who I did a video on earlier in the week who I could see us potentially kicking the tires on is Kareem Hunt. I mean, you mm. look at his number. You look at his numbers last year. They weren't as flashy as the years prior. Uh, I believe the year pro- last year he averaged in the high threes, which is not good for really any running back. But the year before that, it was like 4.9 yards a carry. So he's a running back to look out for. He's not going to cost nearly as much as Dalvin Cook. So that's somebody that I would expect the Jets to probably kick the tires on potentially, depending on Brees Hall and his development. Mm-hmm. So one guy that I don't haven't heard anything about it, Lotias is Tipman. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't anything, either, which, which which could be good. Right, right, which could be good. You know, just, you know, he he seems like he seems like a hard worker, so maybe just he's got his head down, he's doing what he's got to do and and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start the season just because, you know, he has to gain that trust of Aaron Rodgers I would be, really. You would be, be surprised if he didn't. Okay. I think they're that high on him. I think he tests great. His knowledge of the the game is great. And I think that you don't spend a second-round pick on a guy that could only play center and not plan on starting him. And it's not like it was, like, pick 58. Mm. You know what I mean? It was it was pretty early in the second round to have a guy that might not be a starter, especially on a Super Bowl-caliber team. So I think well, they're going to start him right away. Well, I mean, this just goes to show how much say I think Aaron Rodgers has right now inside that building. It's, up, it's really right. going to come down to him if he wants to play with him or not. You know, um, and then, you know, to kind of wrap up OTAs, we got that giant elephant in the room who's playing left tackle. Um, I, 
<laughs> is Becton going to play or is he not going to play? Is he going to be on the right? Is he going to be on the left? Is he going to be on the bench? Who the hell knows? Um, he seems to be doing all the right things. He looks like he's in fantastic shape. I haven't heard too much uh, on it other than, um, you know, the, the back and forth of, you know, he's got to earn the spot. Um, what, what, if you, if you could predict right now what's going to happen at the tackle spots, what would it be? And then I'll, think, and then I'll give mine. I think you might agree with me. I'm not sure, but I think that it's going to end up being Brown at left and Becton at right. Cause I just feel like Brown's always been at left tackle. He's more than willing to play injured. <laughs> and let's be honest, Jeff fans, if we're being honest with ourselves, the chances of Makai Becton getting re-injured are exorbitantly high. The guys played two snaps in the last two games in the last two years. So to sit here and say he's going to be healthy, I just, you know, I hope he is. I really do. I, you know, if he's healthy, we have a better chance of winning. But to put him at the left tackle position, if he gets hurt, you got to reconfigure that whole offensive line. If he's at right tackle, you have guys with experience and Max Mitchell that's right there ready to back up. God forbid something happens to him. So I think that's more suitable for this team. I predict that, yes, he'll probably start right tackle. I think, I think I'm on the same, same page as you, where it's going to be Brown and Becton at the tackle spots. Yes, the, the possibility of him getting injured is, is extremely high, but the biggest difference is, is he's lost a ton of weight, and that is a lot less mm-hmm. stress on his knees, right? And that's that that's huge. Um, he's going to have more strain on his right knee, playing right tackle. Right. However, you would hope that you know his his him being in better shape and having that that weight loss counteracts that. We still right. have guys like uh, Billy Turner. We still have Max Mitchell, and we still have the kid from Pitt that we drafted. Mm-hmm. So you know we have we have bodies in there that can that can step in. Right. Um, Brown has been you know uh, Dwayne Brown is 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 been a workhorse his entire career. So he he's a guy that plays hard. He plays hurt. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he is at left tackle and he sits there the whole season. So you know it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be keeping track of everything going into training camp. Uh, we'll be at training camp. At least I know Ray will be. I'll try and get there also. So, um, if you're new here, guys, please subscribe. It really helps us out. You want to stay up to date on all the latest Jets news, all the, the, uh, uh, everything going on with the players. We have interviews coming up that I think you guys will really be interested in. Um, we have a great Instagram page growing, so please give us a follow there. Um, and finally, uh, if you are interested, we have a promo code for SeatGeek. Use code JETCAST at checkout, and you'll get $20 off your first order. Ray, any last words? I'm looking forward to training camp. I expect Rogers to look great, and I just can't wait to go see him live because, to me, it still doesn't feel real. It still doesn't <laughs> feel right. It still doesn't feel real, right? No, right. so it's gonna it, it it's gonna be definitely surreal watching him run out onto the fields, um, and 
It, like, it doesn't feel real. So, That's right. All right, so thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys in a week, and go Jets. Go Jets.